Welcome to the Subconscious Coaching Podcast, a podcast where I talk about whatever I want because it's my podcast and not yours. So, okay, I want to talk about, before we finish, I want to talk about your body because we opened that up. Oh, yeah, that's right. We opened up a lot of other stuff. So that's the one loose end. All right. Because there was something, there was a lot that came up for you around your dance teacher. Oh, yeah, that was great. And your body and your femininity. Yeah. It first hit me like when I was wearing the the Norma Kamali outfit and I was standing in the bath, like in the shower of the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was looking for the full length mirror Mm -hmm. and you were like, oh, it's behind the door. Mm -hmm. So you were like, I'll get out and let you like see yourself in the full length mirror behind the door. Mm -hmm. So you got out and I saw myself in the full length mirror and I was like, so this is after all of the things happened where I was able to like shift from the 5D to 3D to 5D, right? Mm-hmm. I saw myself in the mirror and I had noticed that I had a super feminine shape right now. Mm-hmm. Not that I wasn't aware before, but like the awareness of it really hit me. Mm-hmm. And for me, what that means is like, my boobs are really big right now. My hips are really wide right now. You know what I mean? I have a very feminine shape. Mm-hmm. And as I looked in the mirror, I saw the very feminine shape, but I also then saw my body shift into another shape. I saw like pieces, like parts of my body, like being cut out, like my waist tapered in a little Mm -hmm. tighter, right? My arms slim, a little bit slimmer, like my hips and my boobs were still there. The legs were a little bit slimmer. So it was like this shape that I had never seen my body in Mm -hmm. because Losing weight in the past, I'll just give this really fast background. Like I've never really tried to lose weight and I've never really tried to gain weight. Like it has always been, my body shape has always been the shape it was supposed to be, be, wants to be. And when I get, usually when I lose weight or when I had lost weight the last couple of times, it's like everything drops off. Mm -hmm. I turn into a very like, straight up and down body shape teenage boy kind of yeah yeah like i lose my boobs and my butt gets flat and my friends make fun of me Uh (laughs) but like what i saw in the mirror i was like oh my goodness my curves are still there Mm -hmm. but i'm like there's like a slenderization happening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i i think what happened was i opened the door Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm just i'm about to lose a shit ton of weight Mm -hmm. and like it's not because I had planned a diet while it was like on the toilet or something crazy like that. I just know that this is the next iteration of my body. And I had seen it in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I'd seen both. And it doesn't feel like my body is now wrong for the shape it is, but I know that it's going to undergo changes and the shape will be what I saw in the mirror. Like my, the month that I'm seeing is March. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So it came into my awareness too that I had just joined a gym. What's the name of your gym? Body and Soul. Okay. <laughs> and I joined it for this specific dance class, which on the first day of this dance class, I was the only one who came to the dance class because apparently nobody comes to the morning dance classes. They all go to the night ones. I live in Miami. No one wakes up, yeah, you, yeah. you know, um, and I went into that dance class and I was at first afraid, right? Because there was one teacher and me. 
And I was like feeling weird about it. Like, oh my God, maybe I should just come back. Like, like why? I don't know if she's just going to want to teach one student. Like this makes no sense. And then something changed in the, like in the first few minutes of that class where my mind was finally like, no, I hired a private dance instructor. Mm -hmm. You allowed yourself to receive that. Yes. Because here's the thing. You could have been in there the entire time feeling awkward and feeling uncomfortable and like da, 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 not receiving the gift that you were being given. Right. Which is, hey, you paid like what, 10, 15, 20 bucks. Right. To go to this dance class. And now you're getting what would be 150 <gasps> or $200 worth of class. No, I just realized right now I, okay, this goes perfectly along with the earning thing. I'm, a, I was doing a trial with the gym. So it was free. You got a free hundred. This is what I'm talking about. Yes. And you could have been in the unworthiness and the not receiving and the not trusting. Right. And the, oh, this is a surprise. I didn't earn this. I didn't earn this. And I hate surprises and I'm not in control, right? Of this, what this experience is. Or you could release and be like, holy shit, I've got this amazing dance instructor who's going to teach me privately for an hour for free. Yes. So when that came into my mind and I accepted it, somebody just came in to join us. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into a party. At one point, there were like four other people came in and either they were just working out at the gym because the way this gym works is just everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. And they're very kind to each, like friendly, you know? So like, I like the atmosphere and I like the energy of it. And as the other women were coming in, I was like, oh, it's a party. And that's what you kept on saying here. I said, the 3D is a party. The 3D is the party. The yeah. 3D, you do all the backstage. 5D is all the backstage. Right. And all the work. And, you know, spirit is the realm of cause and matter is the realm of effect. Right. So literally you get to create whatever you want here. Yes. And then you get to experience it. It's like going to the most amazing high-end fashion, fabulous party. Right. If that's what your thought is about it. Because right. whatever you think is what it becomes. So I think what happened when I saw my body shift, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, I (laughs) create, this is what I'm creating. And I got to see it. Mm -hmm. And then I realized part of the reasons, like the back end reasons why I joined that gym and why I enjoy it so much. And then it tied in desire to it too. Why do I want to go and dance? Mm -hmm. Because my body's supposed to look like this. Mm But not in a way where it's like, I'm going to make my body look like this. Right, like It's not like I shouldn't look the way I look. Right. There's, there's no energy of that around it. It's like, oh, like it's like a caterpillar to a butterfly. And oh it could be God. the opposite, right. right? It could have been like, I'm going to gain 15 pounds. Yes. Right. Who knows what's going to happen around the body in a ceremony, but there can be deep healing that happens. And then you see like, oh, energetically, like this is the frequency that's going to align with mine and my body. And so this is the change I'm going to make but not from a place of like punishing yourself, but like you want to dance. Yeah, It's fun. And so you're going to, and that's how I know that you're going to lose the weight is because you actually genuinely want to and can't wait. And I just thought about this too, like maybe what was happening in the past when I just like drop all that weight and go into like boy form. Mm -hmm. It was like, I dropped the weight. So whatever energetic weight, but instead of embracing the feminine part of it, that's why every all the feminine parts would drop off too. That's what I was going to say is being female has felt so heavy for you because of your early trauma. Right. That it's either 
to feel light, you have to release your femininity. Right. And just be in the masculine. Or like right now you have this, I remember remember when I saw you, because we haven't seen each other for months. Yeah. Like maybe even a year. Yeah. And so I saw you and I was like, damn, your body's so beautiful. You've got these amazing curves now. Like, oh my God, you look gorgeous. And you're kind of like, uh-huh, you know? And um, it's like, what does it look like to be with that feminine form? Yes. But not have it feel heavy, right? Have the fleshed out the pieces of you that are feminine in nature. Yes. And then where the weight isn't needed, have that be released. Right. Right. And I noticed too, like, this is something that came up along with the body conversation is that many of my teachers have been, um, have been gay. Right. Mm -hmm. So like my, like my first mentor in makeup. So like it was, it's a continuous healing of this, like understanding of gender and, and like feminine and masculine energy and who I am and what it is that I'm embodying which mm-hmm. energy am i embodying do i feel safe to embody right so even in right now like even in my very feminine form i'm still carrying weight like protective barriers right protective totally. Totally. like weight on my body and like with the acceptance of support i don't need it like right. i don't need it anymore i can just right it's not like it's not heavy anymore right it doesn't have to be heavy Right. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. And, you know, for somebody who's maybe listening and who doesn't have a lot of like experience working in the subconscious realm, it's like it really is this symbolic, right? Of if oh, being yeah. female feels heavy, right. then your experience, your physical experience of being a female will be heavy. And I'm not saying that you will weigh a lot. I'm right. saying that you will have weight on your body that feels heavy because you can be 300 pounds and feel light as a feather. Yeah, true. It's not what it's about, mm-hmm. right? It's about the experience you have around it and what gets created and how that will manifest into the physical realm. And it'll manifest different in every single, in different ways for different people. I right? think it's just like the way that the realms are speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. What can come into which realm Right, because there's there's many people who will never go into the five D realm or any higher realms and never want to. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's not. I mean, that's not who we're coaching. Totally. Well, and there are also beings. I mean, it's definitely not who you're coaching, right? Yeah, definitely not. Who you're coaching. <laughs> um, but there are also beings in the five D realm that are going to come to the three D. True. You know, I, I do. Yes. Totally. Right. right? Like the communications with. Yeah, totally. And but the blue keeps on wanting me to be here. Yeah, totally. The it's blue. like it's fun. What are you doing? Yeah, why are you, are you, why are you making Stop it not whining. fun? Why are you crying on the yacht? The <laughs> so, blue is like, what's happening? Why is she? Cry- we got her a yacht. Why is she crying? Why is she mad? This makes no sense. Notice this makes, it's blue, right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's funny. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on was that you had a lot of career breakthroughs too specifically around you know i don't know if you're ready to talk about it so we don't have to but like you know fame oh yeah right oh no and the program that's coming through yeah i mean because the program that's being assembled right Mm -hmm. 
that my inner voice gave me the name fame for the program, like the feeling of unworthiness to like even build the program was like, had me stuttering to build it. You couldn't receive the program. Right. And so as we were talking, I mean, this came out even, I mean, more after like an integration, right. Mm -hmm. Than it did like during the ceremony, I think, I don't think we were really talking about it. Uh, I think we were on the bed. We were on the bed talking about it when you're talking about the Philippines. Oh yeah. And like, you know, all of the different, you were like, who am I? I'm not famous. Da, 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 da. And then you started mentioning these little things about your life. And I was like, girl, you kind of come from, from royalty in the Philippines, don't you? <laughs> and you're like, well, no, not really. But you know, my parents are friends with, uh, you know, Melda Marcos and royalty <laughs> and my so-and-so, my cousin married this very, very like, you know, like, yeah. and I was like, and I was just felt, I just felt, I was like, oh, she's, she's famous in the Philippines. And so we started talking and then like, yeah, I've been in the tabloids a lot and da, 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 and on reality TV. And I was like, I mean, to be fair, I literally forgot about this. This is nearly, of course you did. nearly 15 years ago, 20 years ago. But literally it's that blackout of like, yeah. you have, and then, you know, we won't go into all of it here because I think we're already at two hours and 15 minutes, but to make a long story short, you were telling me how you became famous in the Philippines. Yes. And, oh, yes. And all of the mindset around it and that you weren't trying to be famous and that that's like you just were... Well, I won't even go into it because it's for your program and you'll teach everybody how to do it. Yeah. But it's like you were laying it out so cleanly and so clearly for me of like, oh, this is the energy that someone has to have and be willing to receive and exist in and because that's a big receiving. Like, right receiving that much attention of being a celebrity is a lot of receiving and it requires a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of feeling safe and, and being able to feel trusting, right? So much. So yeah. much. And that's why you see so many like, you know, child celebrities and other people kind of self-implode because they're, they don't have that ability to receive. And who knows how many of them actually consented to it. And that's the whole thing that was our entire experience was around consent. Right. So, I mean, outside of not that I knew I was choosing consent or not to become like famous, right? Mm -hmm. In the Philippines, like my, my perception of the Philippines was different of myself in the Philippines was different. And so that energy was being picked up right Mm -hmm. whatever i was putting out was being picked up and so it happened i guess i don't want i don't even know where the consent was halfway there i guess because i was like oh well i like the celebrity and he likes me Mm -hmm. so we should we shall date Mm -hmm. yeah background jen's out in the philippines dating like the biggest celebrities and getting (laughs) in the tabloids like all the time (laughs) this is like yeah own it. Own it, Jen. Yeah. I mean, it, it. it happened. I it mean, happens. Like, it happened because my, my, my aunts were asking me about there it. There are tabloid you... pictures. It happens. <laughs> There's literal proof, right? There is literal proof. There is. So, but what's interesting about this for you specifically was that you had this, we had talked about this fame program yeah. a little bit before and then right. I'd watch you get coached on it. And you were like, but who am I to lead a thing about fame and da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't know. You've been famous in the Philippines and You've literally been backstage for almost a decade, making some of the most turning, transforming. Yes. Some of the most famous people into themselves, right? Into the famous version of themselves. 
Right. Right. Because fame yes. happens backstage. That's right. Fame doesn't happen in the spotlight. Fame, people get created into famous people in the backstage. Yes. And, and all you've fame, been doing that. Like you've the, been doing that for people. The interesting thing, right, is like fame is, because I looked up the word when the word came to me, because I was like, wow, that feels really, and you heard me like getting coached by a coach, like, I feel conceited or people are going to think that I'm like full of myself or like, why does she think she can teach, you know? it feels like a greedy program or it did, but mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a second. No, but none of that is actually even true. None of those judgments, right. That I had against this, this word or this program are even true. And mm -hmm. it was given it to me for a reason. So I looked at the word. All it means is you're well known for what it is you do, who it is you are. Mm -hmm. You're well known. Well known for who you are. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's what I've been experiencing in my business. Yes. It's like, as I have integrated, you know, after my ceremonies, after I integrated who I really was into my business, suddenly everybody in all of the different communities, like I go to the grocery store yeah, and people stop me and they're like, oh my God, the workers are like, oh my God, we're so happy you're here. We love the outfits that you wear. Like, it's so fun to like, every time you come in, we're always like talking about you all day and we, you know, it makes us so happy and, and all of the coaching communities that I'm in and, you know, on social media, my following has started skyrocketing. It's like, I'm just becoming well known for who I am. Yes. Well and it's, I'm willing to let myself be known. I'm willing to receive and allow myself to be received and to trust people to receive all of who I am. And I'm becoming famous. You know, it was a great practice to like tie all of it together and like make it integrate was us wearing our, the outfits out last night. <sighs> Totally, because we had these, we were both in matching head-to-toe Jaguar print. <laughs> like, she had a shawl, I had a turtleneck, we both had the pants, we were wearing, like, platform boots. Mm -hmm. uh, we had these amazing orange lens, orange acrylic glasses that we both wore. She did her makeup, I did mine, we styled our hair, and I mean, literally everybody stopped us. Yeah, you're making us, <gasps> that was what the reflection was. Mm -hmm. You're making me so happy. I'm smiling underneath this mask. Mm -hmm. So here's that other side of fame that I was like it, denying because of my judgment of it mm -hmm. was that you being well known for who you are, it's going to make people happy. Like it, it, It's not about you. Yeah. It's so not it's about you. To, it's a gift to them. You are a gift that you get to give to the world. Right. And that's, right. that's what's come through for me too, is like me, the more people who know who I am, the more people can see my example and be healed by it. Yes. And it's like, it's not because there's two ways to approach fame. You can approach fame to fill a void. Right. Or you can approach fame to fill the void in the world. Yes. You can see yourself as the lack and the fame as the thing that will fill it. Or you can see where there's lack in the world and you can see how you being famous will help to fill that lack in the world. You know how many times I've been shown like, the opportunity or been given the, yeah, I've been given this offering. Hey, you can become famous now, mm -hmm. but in the denial of like, oh, why would I be famous? Mm -hmm. Literally not seeing it, like not understanding that that first of all, does not like, why would it be shown to me? And why would I have the secret undercover desire? Right. Right. Like I wanted to be an MTV VJ when I was like young, like watching MTV. Mm -hmm. It, that desire was in me, but I never really went for it because you're just not given the permission to indulge your desire. 
Oh, and it's, again, receiving desire, need, that agreement. What do I need, right? Did you need to become a VJ? No. Right. You wanted to. So I kept on getting, you know who was a VJ? My my ex who I was, who I did in the Philippines. He was an MTV VJ in the Philippines. Of course. See, and this is like how it goes, right? It's like you've been surrounded by fame and famous people your whole life. Yeah, truly. You're literally your whole life from who you've dated to working in the fashion industry with some of the most famous like celebrities and models. Right. It's like, it's been calling to you. And it's so interesting because I have a similar thing for the longest time. I didn't want fame because I didn't want to be criticized and I wanted my privacy, right? Yes, those were two thoughts I had too. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to pick my nose and everyone's going to know. And now it's like- But you can direct the fame. Totally. Right. You, you can, like people relate to fame as something that you can't control. Yes. And that it's this big force outside of you. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like you don't realize that you like, you control the light, you control the spotlight. And listen, here's the thing is like, <laughs> confession time. So I have nudes that got leaked onto the internet. And I already know, first of all, they're amazing. They're <laughs> like, I'm like, thank God that these are the ones that leak because I look fucking hot. <laughs> and... So I know that when I get to a certain level of fame, those are going to get uncovered and they're going to like circulate. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have no shame about my body. I have no shame about being a sexual being. Mm-hmm. I have no shame about having enjoyed and sharing that with someone through a picture, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, and I've already forgiven the person who, you know, uploaded it. So onto a very public platform. And so it's just funny for me because it's like i think it's going to come out and people are going to be like oh my god and da, 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 and it's going to be like okay. right you know it's just and and here's what i realized right because it went viral that's the other thing it's like this picture of me leaked and i looked so good that like it just went viral and literally every gay man that i know saw it because <laughs> it was like on every tumblr on every platform like porn companies were stealing this image and using it in their advertising. Oh my God. Like it was, it, it was, I mean, it was hot. <laughs> and so I of course was like terrified when I went online and saw that it had been shared 20,000 times. Oh my God, Cause I went yeah. to go, I saw somebody was like, Hey, did you know this is up? Right. The first time I got the message and then I got like 400 messages from everyone I know. But, um, they were like, Hey, did you know that this image is up? Like, did you consent to it? And I like opened it and literally like my stomach wanted to fall on my butt. And I was like, Oh oh no. And I was like, I'm just going to request that Tumblr take it down. It's going to be fine. And so like, I went to like go and take it down and it said, this image has been shared 20,000 times. And I was like, there's no taking this image down. (laughs) I would have to go through 20,000. You know what I mean? It's like, it's out there. So part of, just me trusting life. Well, first of all, I like came to the realization. I'm like, the only thing worse than having a nude leak mm-hmm. and it going viral is having a nude that nobody wants to see. I was going to say a nude leak and, and no, like, and everyone's oh. like, nope. And it goes nowhere. It does nothing. So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Let's look at the bright side. And the second is I'm like, look at Kim K. Like yes. that didn't fucking stop her. And it's not going to stop me. And it started her. It started her. <laughs> and so there's a lesson for me, you know, it's, there's a lesson for, for me and being able, and you know what started her is she was able to own it. Yeah, true. She owned it. She talked about it on the show. We got to see the whole experience in the process. Everybody saw it, right? And she, you know, I don't know what her internal processes were like, but it's like, in some level, she, the, the power in that was her owning it. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hide and run away from it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, bring it on. Yeah, it'll it'll leak. And when it does, it'll be the perfect moment. And I will use all of the attention that that brings me. Mm-hmm. And I will direct it where I want it to go, which is my work into healing people. And I'll do a whole thing. I've already you know, thought about it. I'll do a whole thing about healing shame and healing the body and the sexuality and the spiritual and the sexual. Mm-hmm. And like all of these people who are maybe really confused about it or think, oh, you're not spiritual because you know, you had a, you, you know, right. are had sex. Right. So like, clearly you, you can't be a spiritual being. It's like, great. I want all of those people to come in and I want to teach them all this beautiful lesson about how the sexual yeah. is the spiritual and the spiritual is the sexual. And you cannot bifurcate the two. Right. You cannot separate them. They are intertwined. And I'm like, beautiful. Thanks, life. What is not intertwined to the spiritual? Right? I mean, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm literally like, I don't know. That's the gesture I'm making. So you had a lot of downloads come through about fame. Yeah, so many downloads come through about fame. And it really goes back to what we were talking about, about how when you open your hand to receive something finally, right? Yes. You opened your hand to receive the fame. And you looked, or this program around fame, and you looked and you thought, you realized, oh, I actually have everything I already need. Yes, right. I have literally everything I already need. Like all the connections are already there. I don't even have to build the connections to the people who I would love to access for like the program and how it will run and like the experience that I'm able to give my people, right? Mm -hmm. My clients and I just had to see it. I literally just had to open my hand. It was like the grip, like the grip I had on like, no, I'm not leaving the 5D realm Mm -hmm. had me like clenched in so tightly, like the spaceship. You're like, no, you can go. It's safe to come out of the spaceship. Mm -hmm. Get a new perspective. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, you know, it was interesting last night because we were talking about what you were ready for around that program and what you weren't. Yeah. And you're like, I'm ready to do this part of it. Yes. I'm ready to sell it. I'm ready to start signing people into it. I'm not ready for, I don't remember what you said you were not ready for it, but yeah, but right. like the imagery, I'm ready to build my imagery and yeah. I'm ready to, you're ready build. to get this haircut that right. you saw during the ceremony yes. or that you realized that you could give yourself. Yes. Which is funny because if anybody knows Jen and I make fun of you all the time around it. Yeah, you have since the very beginning. Since the very I've beginning. She's always hair. playing with her hair and she's always fixing it and trying to adjust it. Mm-hmm. And I've always known that it's because you're not really happy with the haircut that you have yeah true like it's beautiful and it's gorgeous and it's amazing but it's just not the one that's energetically aligned right and it's like you're you're trying to fix it without changing it mm-hmm. and it's like no you got to change it yeah it's time to change it's, it you have to change it you can't just fix and you know it's like it's time to physically cut some of it off and change the shape right and so yes. that's, that's what's about to happen in so many aspects of your life, in your fashion, your career and your niche and everything you're teaching is about to change. Your hairstyle is going to change. Your relationship is about to change. Yeah. It already has changed. You know, right. like you're about to get married. You're going to go buy a wedding dress. It's just like, and then the reason I'm saying all this is because for people who haven't experienced this, it's hard to understand how much can change and shift so Easily and seamlessly, yeah. Through this process, that's so true. It doesn't because you don't feel like, oh my god, everything's changing, and da, 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 right? That's not your no. experience of this transition. And that's, it's just like knowing. It's knowing. I don't have to think or believe it or like make shit. Up. It, it doesn't feel like I'm making anything up or I'm trying. It doesn't. Yeah, it's like this is 
this is already what is. What's in motion. What's in motion. And I just have to align to it and allow it to happen through me. Yes. I just have to allow it to happen through me. Mm -hmm. It's like I get to um, receive all that built up 5D vortex energy. (laughs) Totally. I'm like, oh, I, it's time now. I get Mm -hmm. to receive it. Mm -hmm. Little did I know it's the receiving part of it. I was like, when I would ask the question, when am I going to receive it? Mm-hmm. Or how am I going to receive you it? You were a how monster. You had that how goblin, yeah. which is now we laugh. I was, yeah. I mean, like you were laughing so hard during ceremony. You're like, how is the biggest joke in the world? Yes. <laughs> how is literally the biggest joke in the world? Will you explain that for someone who doesn't? Who's like, what? How? How, how is how the biggest joke in the world? That's what they're thinking. They're like, how is how the biggest joke in the world? How it's like we're look we're. I mean, you'll just create it. Yes. That's how you'll just create it through a, like through believing and like trusting your vision and it's trusting your desire. It yeah. doesn't matter how <laughs> it's like turning on a faucet and being like, how is the water going to get into the cup? It's like, it just will. Like, you don't need to ask how or like taking a step and like, how will my foot land in front of me? Like, why are you even asking how? Well, it was almost like, how will I get famous? That question. Or you already are. That's what I mean. Like, what do you, what, like, having had that experience and not really integrating it, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that's what that all was. That you'd been doing in all of our coaching sessions. Like every time I would coach, you'd be like, but how, but how, but how? It's already done though. It's already there. It's already yours. Like. like receive accept trust it totally it's like me putting an orange on top of an open fist and you're like but how am i going to get an orange it's like just open your hand <laughs> like it's there like why are you asking how like yes how am i going to get you know a hundred dollars when there's a hundred dollars sitting in front of you and you're like you just take it yeah it's just your you know what i mean so how is a really funny joke and and i anybody listening who hasn't had a ceremony like this it's not gonna perhaps fully click or maybe it will because I think a lot of people are listening are tapped all the way in, but it's like, if it's not making sense, don't worry. <laughs> it's yes. like, it will. If it's not making sense, just trust. Just trust. Trust. And what trust feels like is new now mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you think you know how to trust and I have an amazing life already. So like the depth of my trust has for like given me this amazing life mm-hmm. so i like now it's exciting so that's what i was saying about the 3d right now mm-hmm. it's exciting because i'm like oh, wh- all, there's so much that i'm ready to receive that i've been storing in the vortex wondering how to receive see how ironic that is yeah because you think it's something you have to do yeah we were talking about this earlier that's receiving right. doesn't feel like doing anything Receiving feels like surrender. You cannot do receiving. That's what you it cannot was. do receiving. Yeah. You have to just allow. Right. Right. You have to allow. Dude, I'm so excited. Thank you, first and foremost. Thank you so much for being willing to talk openly and honestly about your experience so vulnerably because it's going to help heal so many people. Like, 
so many people who have no experience with these kinds of ceremonial medicines and this this healing modality that's actually been used for thousands of years in Mm -hmm. cultures all over the world. Literally, there is not a single culture in the world that has not used these ceremonial medicines at one point in time because they grow all over the earth because the earth is always offering us everything we need to heal. Yes. And so I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for also being willing to like, let us follow your journey over the next couple of weeks and months as we see everything we're talking about in this conversation begin to unfold into future conversations, right? It's like so much more is going to integrate between now and your next thing. And it's going to continue to evolve. And, you know, after the thing I'll tell you now is after my first ceremony, like a week out, I was like, oh, I totally see everything. I totally get it. Like I understand everything. And then a month later, everything had shifted and become even better. And I was like, oh, I was just seeing like a quarter of it. Oh, and so this, this is not this ceremony, but in my, when I had done that, when I had done that, when I done that, <laughs> when I sat in my ayahuasca ceremony, I healed a lot of the relationships that I had with men. Mm-hmm. And then it opened it up for me to allow Mike in. Mm-hmm. I literally met him. I did the ceremony in April and I met him in July. Mm, yeah. So, and that's the thing is like this stuff, he, we can't open our hands to heal mm-hmm. or we can't open our hands when we're not healed to receive. We can't receive when we're not healed. Right. We're so afraid of what we're going to be given. Mm-hmm. that we don't want it. We just want a little bit to make sure that it's okay and it's enough that we can handle, right? And, right. and you know, it really is about learning to understand how much life loves you and how much every single thing in this entire planet and realm is just wanting to help us. Mm-hmm. And when we step into that, that's what it becomes. When we begin to believe that, that begins to be our experience. And the crazy thing that I think people are going to hear on this podcast is you began to believe that. And it's not like you began to believe it. And then it started to become true in the future in your life. You believed it. And then you realized how it's always been true. Yes. How people have always been trying to love you, how everything's been trying to support you your whole life. And when we talked about ceremony and while we were doing integration, we kind of went through every phase of your life. Yeah. So true. And we went through and you were like, and this person was trying to help me and I pushed them out. And this person was trying Mm -hmm. to love me and I physically pushed them away from me. Like all of those times you were suddenly were able to see it, the truth, right? And now that you have that belief, you're going to be able to tap into even more of all of the help that's always coming to you yes, and allow it and receive it. And you get to do that at your own pace, right? It's not like you have to just suddenly allow everything in. That's why I always tell people is it's like, pace yourself. There's mm-hmm. no rush in like receiving too much more mm-hmm. than you're ready or willing to, but just know that it's now safe to receive. And just knowing that changes people's life dramatically. So, so much. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. This is like, it's crazy because like the, the integration the integration is so important Mm -hmm. and just it's not that no one's offered me the space to integrate i literally never offered it to myself Mm -hmm. i wasn't because what i thought was that the part of the ceremony that was important was sitting with medicine Mm -hmm. you know yeah so thank you for like all of it Mm. everything
You're so welcome. It's such like a literally like you receiving this gift is the deepest gift that you can give me. Yeah, I believe that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. It's so different to believe it. Yeah, it's so beautiful to know that your receiving delights the world. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's like I was, it was kind of a joke, but not really. Because right as I was like coming up and out of my depression, mm-hmm. I was joking around about how I was just coming out of my depression because I was done crying for the last three. I, I <laughs> cried for the last three months and now I'm done. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on you, Jen. <laughs> but, you know, these are different tears. Yeah, totally. totally. Right. And the thing that I noticed during your ceremony is that you... When every time you were crying, you were laughing. Yeah. There was like so much irony in it. It mm-hmm. was just like, oh, that's so silly. It's mm-hmm. like not not silly as in you're, you're stupid. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. But like, oh, it was like the missing ingredient was literally it's it's like baking cookies and not being able to find the egg. Mm-hmm. And you're like, where did I put it? And it's literally just, it's there. You're just not picking it up with your hand. You're so busy looking for it. Yeah. (laughs) That you don't see it. Right. Right. You're, it's right in front of you. And again, that's the whole thing of like the how it's like, yeah, just it's right in front of you. Stop asking how. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much. And it's, um, you know, it's just, it's just so powerful to even see you heal your relationship with your own tears. Yeah, true. I mean, like you, up until I had that very first ceremony, that I, it was, it was a joke that I was again like not a funny joke, but I was like, I have cried. I cried for seven hours straight in that ayahuasca ceremony. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there was any time in that ceremony where I was not shedding tears. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when people would ask me about it, they would ask, so how was the ceremony ago? Well, I cried all of my 30 years out or however many years, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like all those years that I've been saving up, all the tears, they all came out in seven hours. Like was was it like morning? Like that experience was like a morning experience. It was, it was a, it was like for forgiveness experience. Gotcha. It was for deep, deep forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And yeah. how would you describe those tears versus the tears you experienced like right now and during the ceremony? Well, that was like a release. It was uh, finally like a release of like this. This was a receiving. Yes. That was a releasing and a giving. Yes. This was like, they were tears of receiving all the love. Yes. Because that was a purge. You know how people usually throw Ayahuasca up? is very purging. Right. Yeah. So this was like, this was like literally like the incoming, like if you could ever feel like every single human being who, who's ever loved Jews love. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that, that was true. Cause I felt their pain. Remember I was saying mm-hmm. the ayahuasca, I felt their pain and mm-hmm. I have felt compassion, true mm-hmm. compassion. Mm-hmm. So this was like, I was like, it was like all the love, all the love was just like hitting me. And so. And healing you and rewiring your brain because yeah. that's what happens is the neuroplasticity when you're in ceremony is so high. Yeah. That what you experience literally like rewires your brain. And some people can hear that and get scared of like, well, what if something bad happens during my experience? And there are not bad experiences. There are 
sometimes difficult experiences. Right. But that is also part of the healing process, right? It's like that sometimes the ceremony will purge some aspects, but right. everyone I've held space for, and I think it's, you know, not to toot my own horn, but beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way I hold space uh-huh. is really fun. Yes, it's true. really funny. You're laughing the whole time. I make a lot of jokes. Like it's a good time. It feels like a party. Yes. And yes. there's space in that party to be held, to cry, to have me hold you. But like you're laughing during the process because so much of what we're wiring in is just this trust and this joy and this receiving of all of that love. And so your brain literally like if you have trauma of not being loved in certain areas of your life or in certain moments of your life, it's like it gets rewired and it gets written over during this experience. Yeah. So good. It's so good. Let's end on that note. It's so good because we're at two hours and 45 minutes now. So true that. This is this can be a trilogy <laughs> that you all can listen to. This is like the Lord. This is the Lord of the Rings trilogy <laughs> of your healing and integration. So um, I love it. Again, thank you so much. And um, we're going to talk to you soon, probably in like two or three weeks and see where you're at. Sounds good to me. All righty. Bye. Bye. The 16 Keys of the Subconscious Mind is a silver horizon where ancient technologies of ritual meet the future potentials of neuroscience. It's a program that's designed by your own subconscious mind, the only force in the universe intelligent enough to unlock itself. If you're a life coach craving to experience the upper threshold of true transformation, the 16 Keys is where dozens of my clients have generated the most profound breakthroughs of their lives. This is not workbooks or arithmetic. This is powerful spiritual transformation. If you're ready to unlock the full potential of your mind, go to at the subconscious brand on Instagram and click the link in my bio. The application for the October round goes out in July. And if you want an invitation, you need to get on this list today. I'll see you there.